0: The scripture reading today is John 10:2 through 5.
1: The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. John 2
0: through five. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks, uh, Jeff, for the reading of God's word. And it was beautiful to see your family in the background. Well, good morning, church. A few months ago, uh, I picked up a book called Wholehearted tending your heart through being discipled by Jesus. I picked it up because it was on the coffee table of a friend of mine who I love and respect, and I picked it up because the title caught my attention. I started reading it and have been mulling over the story that the author of the book tells about his own life. Rick writes about how most of his life he'd enjoyed worshipping God, thanking him for his kindness and faithfulness and praying for different needs. But one day, as he was returning from a walk, having spent time praying, he felt like God was saying, Rick, I really enjoy you sharing with me and I like to hear what's on your heart. But when you're finished talking, it's like you hang up on me. I have so much I want to share with you, but you keep cutting me off. This morning, I invite you to join me. As we consider listening to our God who seeks to speak to us we're going to look at examples in the Bible of ways in which God spoke and his followers listened. And we'll then ask ourselves the question does God still speak to us today, and if so, what does that even look like and then we'll take a look at some practical suggestions that might help us in listening to our God who speaks. Now I don't think many of us question the fact that God spoke to his people in the Bible, be it God talking to Adam and Eve in the garden while they were trying to hide from his presence, let alone his voice, or God calling Abram to leave Canaan and follow him and the promises he made to Abram that he would become the father of many nations. Of course, we would probably see God speaking to Moses from the burning bush, As one of those prime examples of someone who heard God's voice. But I think one of the dangers of these examples is that they seem so different from our own experience with God that we begin to doubt that God speaks to us. After all, it's true. I don't know about you, but I haven't recently heard God speak to anyone from a burning bush. But what we cannot miss is the fact that God speaks from the beginning of the Bible until the end to countless people in a variety of different ways and for different purposes. Examples of God speaking are all over the place. And as astounding as the amount of examples are, it goes to reason that this is simply normative. God speaks to those he loves and calls by name. And that would be each and every one of us as well. Klaus Bockmühl in his gem of a book from which I took the title for my sermon today takes a systematic journey through the scriptures and beyond to the early church and the reformation years to all the places and ways in which God speaks. To quote Bachmull, what can we learn about how God speaks? For one thing, the Bible presupposes that God has spoken and will continue to speak. Bachmuel points out that God in fact spoke and continues to speak throughout time and history to this present day, that he does not keep silent. The problem is not that God fails to speak. The problem is that throughout time in history to this present time, God's people fail to listen to the God who speaks. And much of the biblical references, especially in the Psalms, offer countless examples, sadly, of God's people who failed to listen. In Psalm 81, verse 11 through 13, we read, but my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Listen is the Hebrew word shema, and it means to listen or hear. But intrinsic to this word shema is not just to hear without ears alone, but to follow through with our actions. And that's what it means to truly listen. Let's take a look at this video from the Bible Project that explains this concept really well. And if you're not familiar with the Bible Project, it's a free online resource and it's fantastic. So take a look with me at this video that explains this concept of Shema.
0: For thousands of years, every morning and evening, Jewish people have prayed these well-known words as a way of expressing their devotion to God. They are called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And as for you, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. Now the first word of the Shema is hear or listen, which in Hebrew is pronounced Shema, that's where the prayer gets its name. Now Shema is a really common word in the Hebrew Bible and it's obvious why hearing is a very universal activity. It's usually connected with the ear, as in Proverbs chapter 20, ears that Shema and eyes that see The Lord has made them both. Now, that seems basic enough, but if you look at the other ways that Hebrew authors can use the word Shema, they use it to mean more than just let sound waves enter your ear. In Hebrew, Shema can also mean pay attention to or focus on. So, when Leah, who wasn't loved by her husband Jacob, she has a son and she names him Simon, or in Hebrew, Shim'on, because she says, the Lord has shemad that I am unloved. So Shema means to hear and to pay attention to and even more. It can also mean responding to what you hear. This is why so many of the cries for help in the book of Psalms begin with a call that God listen. Psalm 27 verse 7, Shema my voice when I call, O Lord, be merciful, answer me. So asking God to Shema is at the same time asking God to act, to do something. It is similar to when God asks people to listen. Like when the people of Israel come to Mount Sinai, God says, If you shema me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasured possession. Now, there's a couple interesting things about this verse in Exodus. In Hebrew, the word shema is repeated twice in this sentence to give it emphasis. If you shema shema, meaning listen closely. But also notice that from God's point of view, listening is basically the same as keeping the covenant. So when God asks the people to shema, what he means is that they listen and obey. And that is the last fascinating thing about Shema. In ancient Hebrew, there is no separate word for obey, meaning to carry out the wishes of someone who knows better than you or is in authority over you. So in the Bible, if you want to say, I will listen and do what you say, you use the single word, Shema. In Hebrew, listening and doing are two sides of the same coin. This is why later in Israel's history, when the people were breaking their covenant promises to God, the Hebrew prophets would say things like, they have ears, but they are not listening. The Israelites of course could hear just fine, but they weren't actually listening or else they would act differently. And so in the end, listening in the Bible is about giving respect to the one speaking to you and doing what they say. Real listening takes effort and action and that's the Hebrew word Shema.
1: this connection between truly hearing God and following through on what we have heard has a lot to do with our posture towards God. I love the closing image in our video that, which we just watched and I'm sure you agree it's just a great resource and great video but uh, in the video this final image I love it it captures so well the importance of truly listening and hearing and that it has to do with posture. God desires that we're a captive audience to his voice. May our posture, much like this image, be like the man who's leaning in, or like these children who are sitting, even lying at the feet of this sage-like figure, desiring to hear what she has to say. Bachmoel points out that God's guidance is readily available to those who are willing to listen and lean into and submit to God's voice. This posture of submitting to God and leaning into him by listening, truly listening, this idea of Shema, Shema, is communicated really well in this familiar proverb, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Eugene Peterson in the Message Translation puts it this way. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He is the one who will keep you on track. Now having researched the Hebrew meaning to submit, I can attest that it it actually means to acknowledge to depend on and yes, even to listen. This proverb calls us to trust God from the bottom of our hearts, from the very depths of our soul and submit, listen for God's voice in everything we do and everywhere we go, realizing that God is the one who will guide our path and keep us on track. And friends, that's the invitation for you and I as well, to have that posture that seeks to intently listen to God's voice in everything we do and everywhere we go, knowing that he is the one who will guide our paths. There's probably no greater example in scripture of what it means to listen to God's voice than that of John 10, which we read earlier. It says, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his sheep, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they did not recognize a stranger's voice. Now, I know that most of us here in this audience are city slickers, not all, but most, and uh, we don't get to spend much time with sheep. But sheep are actually way more intelligent than we give them credit for. Sheep can actually distinguish between the voice of their shepherd and that of other shepherds. Philip Keller, uh, uh, who is a sheep farmer himself, who has written extensively on how we are to understand the countless biblical references to sheep and shepherd, if you think of Psalm 23 and many, many other passages, Uh, he shares, how he has invited guests onto his farm to experience this idea of sheep listening to the voice of their shepherd. He says he will call his sheep, even using different calls to communicate different things that he wants to communicate, whether it is to growl them into a sheep pen or call them out into a pasture or alert them to danger. He says his sheep hear his voice and respond immediately and understand what he is communicating. He says he then goes on to invite his guests to go out and use the same calls and even the same inflections and he says his sheep do not even move an inch i have seen it myself in namibia often shepherds from an area have their sheep grazed together during the day and then when it's time to head home each shepherd calls his sheep and it's unbelievable They are able to identify the voice of the individual shepherds and move in different directions and follow their shepherd home. And Jesus, the great shepherd of his flock, uses this parable of the sheep, not just hearing their shepherds call, but listening to his voice and following. It's again this idea that listening is not just about hearing with our ears, but to both hear and respond. And like the Hebrew word Shema, the Greek used here in this parable means much the same thing. To listen is to follow to listen is to respond to listen means we understand and acknowledge the voice of the one calling. In Luke 19 verse 48 the same Greek word for to listen is to hang on as in all the people were hanging on to Jesus's words. What a powerful picture of a listening posture, hanging on to Jesus' every word. And that's Jesus' invitation to you and I as well. To listen, to truly listen, to shema, shema, to hang on to Jesus' every word. Yet again, we see that listening very much incorporates this posture of leaning in, this posture of desire. And in the parable of john 10, we see that like sheep, we need to become attuned to Jesus's voice, and that we can recognize him calling out to us, even amidst the loud bleeding going on around us, that we are so attuned to the voice of the shepherd that we will follow friends, Jesus calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out. And as Jesus is calling each one of us by name, I think that's incredible. Jesus calls us each by name. Yes, by name. He desires to lead you and I and direct our path. May we listen, truly listen for the voice of the great shepherd and come running to him. Now, perhaps this morning, you're saying that's real interesting, Nikki, and I do want to hear God's voice. But does God still speak to us today? And if so, what does that even look like? Well, first of all, let me start by saying what it probably does not look like. It's not spooky. For most of us, hearing God's voice is a natural everyday experience. Just the way a sheep will hear their shepherd calling to them every single day, they hear his voice and they come running. So if you remember nothing else from today, please, Please remember that God still speaks today, it's not spooky, and it's a natural everyday occurrence. I think one of the traps that we fall into is that we're looking for that once in a blue moon, Moses speaking from a burning bush kind of experience, where God says something like remarkable, like, this is the person you're going to marry, or move to the city, or take this job. And while those are great life-changing big decisions that we do want God's guidance on, God's voice is also calling us on a daily basis to hear his voice on everyday matters in areas beyond life's big life-changing decisions, in areas such as encouragement or comfort, strength, affirmation, our identity in God. He desires to tell us that we are his beloved. He desires to offer us security when we're afraid. Or how about God speaking to us in a still small voice about an ongoing sin pattern in our lives. It's in these daily everyday rhythms of life that God desires to speak to us. If, if we are willing to listen to him. I think back to Garrett sharing last week about wanting to take his sermon in a particular direction and how he was dead set. But after hearing from staff and hearing from me and then hearing from God's word, he stopped, took a pause and went, hmm, perhaps God is redirecting my path. Again, it's in these everyday occurrences where God speaks and invites us to follow him on a different path. Some of you know that we've had the joy of offering respite care to an adorable baby girl, a five-month-old baby girl. Now it's been 12 years since I've been the primary caregiver of a baby and never have I had to care for a baby with breathing challenges. Okay, let's just say I did not sleep a wink that first night. When baby was coughing and choking, I jumped up to help her. And when she was quiet, I was convinced something terrible had happened absolutely exhausted the next morning i thought okay this is not sustainable and i heard a still small voice ask me whose child is this yours lord can you entrust her to me yes lord i slept like a baby every night after well better than a baby whoever made up that idiom does not know much about babies But my point is that my everyday fear and struggle, into that fear and struggle, God spoke. Did I hear an audible voice? No. But do I believe it was God speaking into my conscience? Absolutely. All that to say, hearing God's voice is not only about the huge things in life, and it's not just once in a while. God desires daily to lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. All he asks is that we pause, lean into the voice of the great shepherd and listen and follow him. In closing today, I want to offer some practical suggestions that might help us to grow in our ability to listen to our God who speaks. Firstly, let's create space for God to speak. No one can, of course, force God to speak, but it's about creating space for God to be able to speak. Our part is to faithfully show up and provide space to hear from God. God calls us to have that posture that inclines our ears towards him, trusting that on God's timetable, he will speak to us. And part of creating that space for God to speak requires us to be able to be quiet. And that, my friends, takes discipline. It takes effort. Henry Nouwen reminds us, the real work, he says, the real work of prayer is to become silent and listen to the voice that says good things about me. To gently push aside and silence the many voices and to trust that I will hear the voice of blessing. That, says and demands real effort. But effort, well worth it. May you and I grow in this discipline of pushing aside and silencing the any, many other voices and distractions so that we can listen to God's voice speaking truth to us. I love this quote quote by Frank Buckman. He says, when man listens, God speaks. I'll repeat that. When man listens, God speaks. I might say out of all these practical suggestions I'm sharing this morning, this art of listening, And learning to be still and listen to God will probably make the biggest difference, I know it does for me. But sometimes if you are like me it's really hard to just sit still and be quiet and listen my mind wanders I become fidgety I think about all the things i'm supposed to be doing. Well, know that a wandering mind is normal and rather than judging ourselves as miserable failures, we need to silence even those voices of condemnation as well and just humbly return our listening attention back to the Lord. Perhaps imagine for a moment the Lord's pleasure that we desire to be in his presence, albeit imperfectly. And I found also that as my mind wanders, the following two practical suggestions do help me a walk in nature, or even just a walk in my neighborhood, or listening to a hymn or a worship song. Perhaps as you walk in nature, you're reminded as you look around you at this all powerful God who spoke this world into being, who created it all, and remind yourself how powerful God is, that he would be powerful over a medical report you've just received. Or perhaps hearing that amazing hymn, Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me, may that capture our heart. And as we repeat these words to ourselves, we hear Jesus speaking these very words to us. And we find that as these words rest inside of our heart, we become quiet and we're at peace. My final suggestion is one that has been really helpful for me personally. It's using a method of reading God's word called Lectio Divina. Now, I truly believe the Bible is the number one way in which God speaks to us today, hands down. And if you are regularly in God's word, you will hear God's voice speaking to you. It's inevitable. And Lectio Divina, which simply means divine reading in Latin, is a contemplative way of reading the Bible, which really is designed to help us hear God speak directly to us through scripture. It dates back to the early centuries of the Christian church and in Lectio Divina we literally slow down. We hear a short passage over and over again read to us, we chew on it slowly and carefully, we savor it, and as we do, the scripture begins to speak to us in a new way. It speaks to us personally. Let me tell you, it's really not complicated, I promise. All you need to do, maybe even this afternoon, is to Google Lectio Divina. And you will find just a simple step-by-step, it's probably just five-step explanation of how to follow this means of listening to God's word uh, and chewing on it and and, and receiving from it. Uh, if you if you can't find anything, I welcome you to ping me. So there you have it. Uh, just uh, some simple practical suggestions: create space for God, learn to be quiet, go for a walk in nature, listen to a hymn or a worship song and try Lectio Divina. Now these are just a few practical suggestions, but in the end, friends, our confidence lies in the fact that God truly desires to speak to us regularly, daily. And all he asks is that we have a posture that is one that desires to hear from him. That we would incline our ears towards him, hearing his voice calling us each by name. And of course, we were not gonna get it right We're going to make mistakes. We will too often cut God off or ignore his voice altogether. Let me remind you that when that happens, that you're in good company. Not even the great prophet Samuel got it right all the time. In fact, God had to wake Samuel up and call him by name no less than three times. Scripture tells us that after three attempts, the Lord came and stood there calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And it was only then that Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. That is my prayer today for you and I as well. We may not always get it right the first, second, or even third time, but may it start with a desire, a true desire to grow in our ability to listen to our God who speaks. For he does speak, knowing that it's as natural as a shepherd calling his sheep. And when we hear the voice of the shepherd calling us by name, may we respond along with the prophet Samuel. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I am amazed, truly amazed that you know us by name, and that your voice is extended to each one of us individually, that you have words of comfort and affirmation, words of strength, words of direction, words of healing, words of convicting us of our sin. Lord, you desire to speak to us, and I am floored by that, that in this great, big, huge universe with millions of people, that you love me enough to speak to me daily, on a daily basis, to guide my path. Lord, may I be like a, a sheep that knows the individual inflections and callings of the shepherd, And may I hear and heed and obey and come running to you. Lord, in this world of so many distractions, so much bleeding going on around us, so many temptations going on around us, be it devices, be it our work, be it whatever, Lord, may we indeed learn the art of being still before you, creating space to hear your voice because there's no greater voice to hear in this world than the voice of the one who made us and created us. So this very day, Lord, we want to say corporately as a community, speak, Lord, for we as your servants desire, we have a deep desire to hear from you. And all God's people said, Amen.